Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week. The, the weekly, weekly roundup. roundup. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. We got a lot of good stuff for you this week. Um, we're going to start strong with uh, talking about the fact that Bitcoin, the overall value, just beat out the overall value of Facebook. Wow. Yeah. Meaning like all the Facebook stock? Like all the Facebook stock combined is a little over 900 billion, I believe. And Bitcoin just topped that. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty momentous, especially. So what is, what is the current valuation of, of uh, Bitcoin? Like over, over 1 trillion. It is, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Over 1 trillion. All right. Yep. So that's pretty big. So I can't get any higher. And that's what people think, right? Is that it can't get any higher. I mean, it's worth $50,000 a coin, which is crazy. I mean, it started at pennies. Now it's at 50,000. How could it possibly get any higher, right? 54865 as of right this minute. Well, according to a long-term investor, macro investor, Dan Tapiero, I'm sure you guys have all heard of him. Um, he is projecting that over the next 10 years or so, seven trillion dollars will be added to the crypto market okay so what is the current valuation of the, of the entire crypto market? Uh, the entire crypto market we're at about 2.3 trillion dollars okay so bitcoin's slightly under half of the total market cap of the crypto right bitcoin accounts for about 44 and a half percent okay so that's one trillion so the rest is one in a, a third trillion yep and that that accounts for all the other currencies out there so 2.3 trillion uh, to add another 7 trillion, we're at 9, 10 trillion? Close to 10. Yep. Yep. So Dan actually started a, an equity fund this year called 10T. T stands for trillion. Um, and he's he's hoping, you know, with his 30 years experience that he's, he's going to be accurate, that we will add another 7 trillion. Now, what does that mean, right? Yeah. It's all numbers. But let's take a look at what that would mean. Let's say we have 10 trillion in the market right now. Um, first, let me say Bitcoin over the last 11 years has grown over 200% a year, which is incredible. A year? A year on average. Now, that's not every year it goes up 200%, right. but if you, if you take the overall growth and divide it by 11 years, it's, about, it's over 200% a year in, in value. Every year, 200%, 200%, yeah. If you would have, if you would have invested 11 years ago, which isn't smart to like, oh, well you should have done it then. But, but people what, think like that. What we're trying we to say like is, is that it's not too late. Like you look at a $54,000 Bitcoin and you go, I missed the boat. There's no way it can go any higher. Right. And I'll just, I'll just wait on the sidelines until eternity. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm. It's too late to invest. It's too high. How can it get any bigger? So let's let's look at ten trillion. What does that mean? If the market was worth ten trillion dollars right now, Bitcoin maintaining its same position of forty four and a half percent dominance on the market, it would ha it would be worth four almost four and a half trillion dollars Bitcoin alone, and that would force the value of Bitcoin to be over two hundred and thirty six thousand dollars a coin. So over four times what it is now. So at, at a $10 trillion valuation of the entire market, if Bitcoin is at 40% of the entire market, that's $4 trillion-ish. And each Bitcoin then is worth over $200,000? Almost a quarter of a million dollars of Bitcoin. 
Okay. So when, when we say market cap, what is, what does that mean officially? Yeah. Market cap's a, a really good thing to understand. Um, and it, it applies not just to crypto. It also applies to the stock market. So when you look at market cap, it's just a ratio of the total amount of shares and the total amount of, of money invested. So you take the total amount of money, the total value, market value, and divide that by the total shares, and that's your, your price per unit. So we're taking the $4.5 divided by... By 18.8 million Bitcoin. Okay. And that, that gives you your 236,000. 18.8 million Bitcoin. Right. Out of how many Bitcoin are going to be in circulation at the end of the, the mining? Because we should talk about that, right? Is that the fact that crypto is a deflationary product? Right? Yeah, I think that's very important. And that Why is it deflationary? Right. Because you can't, you can't print more past what's called the hard cap. And Bitcoin's hard cap is 21 million coins. So there's 18.8 million in circulation currently, and there will only ever be 21 million total. And how long will it take to mine 21 million Bitcoin? How much, how much more time? We've been around for, since 2008 is when they started mining yeah. Bitcoin, so right? we've been around for, what, almost 12 years? So 18 million, years. 18 million Bitcoin were mined in, in 12, 13 years, Yeah, right? you, would, you would think that in another 12, we're going to be done incorrect because of how the system works the remaining bitcoin it's going to take over a hundred years to mint the remaining bitcoin mm. over a hundred years so that's talking about deflationary there's less supply more demand and if we're talking about the the market itself at 10 trillion now we're taking that 4.5 let's say trillion divided by 18.8 million, million. Yep. right yep and that's what gives you that valuation over 200,000. Yep. So the other thing I think is important to understand is the, you know, trillions and like nobody knows what a trillion looks like. I don't even know how many zeros that is. It's a lot. I believe it's 12. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, but the point is, is like, okay, the stock market, right? Everybody trusts the stock market. Not everybody trusts the crypto market yet, but it's already past 2 trillion, which is, you know, seems like a lot of money. So how could you possibly get to 10? Well, the US stock market current valuation market cap is 50 trillion. 50 trillion dollars, which is almost half of the entire world market, which is right around 80 trillion, right? Uh, I mean in yeah, it could 80 think, to 100 something like 80 that. 80 to 100, yeah. Sure. So what we're saying is the idea that a $54,000 Bitcoin is the highest it could possibly go um is is ludicrous because of the system, the system of cryptocurrency and just the monetary policy and moving forward, you know, like we had been talking about, you're not going to see dollar bills anymore, you know, and you can't print Bitcoin like you can print dollar bills. Exactly. So, you can print, you know, $2 trillion and decrease the value of the dollar, you know, 3% every year. But with Bitcoin, it's the system is set. It's set in stone. There's only ever going to be 21 million coins. And it's going to take a hundred years to can to, to finish, finish that. that to finish that process. It'll take over a hundred years. What What do you think the price is going to be in a hundred years when we're all dead? Uh, millions, yeah. millions of dollars. Probably more, right? Because there's going to be more money just in the world. Could you imagine that? The like the anecdote of the guy who bought like a pizza for eight bitcoin or whatever. Twenty thousand bitcoin. He always oh, twenty thousand bitcoin. Twenty thousand bitcoin. Wow, it must have been a Domino's. <laughs> I think he got two for one. <laughs> but um, just to put this in perspective, we call Bitcoin, it's been called gold 2.0. Mm -hmm. 
And if we look at the gold market right now, people trust gold. You know, it's finite as well. There's a certain amount of it in on earth. There's more in the universe, but there's a certain amount on earth. And the gold market cap right now is $11 trillion. Oh, wow. $11 trillion. Just gold. Just gold. Gold okay. alone. Okay. So if Bitcoin mimics that, it's a quarter of a million dollars a coin. Wow. And that's not obscene. That's not well, out no, of the, if, out it, of the if it's at that 11 trillion, then we're talking about half a million dollar Bitcoin. Because we were talking about 4.5 oh, well, if, if Bitcoin itself, yeah. yeah. So if the market was worth so we're 20 talking trillion, over, over sure. half a million dollar Bitcoin. Yeah, which is also a possibility. <laughs> I'll go for that. Especially if we're gaining 200% a year. Well, and the other best part is you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You right? don't. You buy like gold, you buy a percentage of an you ounce. You can buy a, a percentage, whatever, yes. You know? And the, 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 um, the value still increases at the same rate. Yeah. No matter if you have a half or a quarter or a tenth of a Bitcoin or and because thousandth of because Bitcoin. they're not able to print because they're not able to print more Bitcoin, then the supply de- decreases, depreciates, and so the the amount in circulation is more coveted, and so the value goes up of what people are willing to pay for it. Well, and we can also say too there have been a lot of mistakes with human, I should say human error of sending Bitcoin. True. And there are a lot of Bitcoin that are lost. So that just adds to the value and that, as well. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. But very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So speculating, adding another 7 trillion, but it's really not that crazy. Of it's a not crazy at all. No. So we're, we're in the infancy. I mean, Dan was talking about how this is kind of like the mortgage market um, kind of like some of these, it's mirroring some of these other um, huge markets that, you know, started small and now are worth trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. So, so we're still in. early. Get in. Get in. Dollar cost average. Get in. Just a few bucks here, a few bucks yeah, there. Exactly. It's going to add up. Um, moving on, a company by the name of Public, public.com. Just saw a commercial for them at some sports bar. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Crypto.com, I saw some MMA fighters wearing shirts. I'm definitely seeing more crypto, especially like Grayscale and all that kind of yeah. stuff on like MSNBC and, th- you know, like the news shows are now, that's one of their advertisers. So, I mean, come on. It's Once mainstream. it's on TV. We're mainstream. On. We're mainstream and it's just getting faster and, and bigger. But public.com just announced that they're going to, they're a stock brokerage similar to, I would say, similar to Robinhood similar to Stash, all those Weeble. Um, and they are going to be adding crypto support. Um, I believe they're trying to compete with Robinhood. They're, they're doing zero fees and they're doing commercial advertising. So clearly trying to get people to adopt this. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the U.S. Justice Department just announced that they are going to be creating a national cryptocurrency enforcement team. National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team. And their focus is to crack down on criminal activities, money laundering, and ransomware attacks. Now, I know a lot of people are, yeah, I would say a lot of people who aren't invested or skeptical about investing in crypto, one of their one of their things is, well... It's a deep web. Deep web. People buy drugs. It's the black market. Yep. People it's only for it. illicit activities. Only for illicit activities, for demanding ransom, for your your files. Um, but I think this is a good thing that the government's cracking down on this because I think it's going to make people trust it more. 
if we can get rid of the illegal things going on, then we can focus on, um, on the things that matter. Well, and I mean, if you think about the security aspect of it, right, is if you're cracking down on the things, it's like, you know, we were talking about hackers earlier, right? Where it's just like, you have to have a good hacker to beat a bad hacker, right? So if you're, if you're learning about the processes of the blockchain through trying to, you know, uh, thwart a, a dastardly plot, right? Is that now you're learning more about the blockchain and how it can apply to solving the problem in the future. Similar to like, you know, the fuzzbusters, right? Like the cops, you know, and then the criminals will buy a fuzzbuster and then the cops have to upgrade their fuzzbuster. Sure, yeah. It's the same kind of it's thing, a constant, right? Like, but tech if, they're in, if they're in the world and they're cracking down on this, then I think that, yeah, absolutely. It's only going to incentivize moving the technology forward. Well, and also if the government's hiring these these experts, because they have to be experts to crack down on, on this, then hopefully they're going to be able to hone their skills and bring back information, accurate information about how, how these currencies, these blockchains actually work, which might help with legislation as well to bring clarity and... Um, yeah, help 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 make it easier. But even the industries, like if you're if you're thinking about like the the big hack, what, what was it called again? The hospitals. Oh, it was uh, called the WannaCry virus. WannaCry virus, which is cool. Yeah. Um, not the virus itself, but the name is cool. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that you know the they they didn't have the security level that they needed when we're talking about patients and you know and people died, right? Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, I mean, you can look it up. I would recommend looking it up. Um, also, the name Mar- Marcus Hutchins. He was one of the main people to stop this virus. Um, computer hacker turned vigilante, good guy. Anyways, um, basically, what it did was it, it encrypted um, patient files, hospital files, uh, and demanded Bitcoin, I believe. Um, in order to get those files back, but it, it, it caused a lot of delays and people to lose their lives because they didn't have access to these. Well, and if you think, information. Of, if you think about all these computer systems at these hospitals and things, they're pretty antiquated. Like there's a lot of the IT departments that kind of are, they just, you know, they've been doing it for 20 years and they were kind of in it in the eighties and now kind of the technology itself isn't the security levels, especially, I mean, the government's dealing with the same thing, right? They're not like, focusing on that. They're yeah. not focusing on the on the cyber side of things because how is Russia attacking us? Oh, yeah, not with missiles, with memes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, if, if companies feel like they're going to be targeted by crypto, they're not going to buy into it as much. So if, if the government can crack down on this, reduce damages to, you know, like the colonial pipeline thing, um, reduce damages to hospitals. Wait, what was the colonial pipeline? Thing? Um, I mean, I, be, I believe it was, uh, this gas company was targeted by, you know, crypto attackers, ransomware attackers. Oh, so similar. And the, yeah, it caused a gas shortage. Oh, when was that? Uh, let me look it up. Like recently. May 7th. They paid 75 Bitcoin. Wow. So if the government restore their network, so if the government's uh, new task force, which I'm sure will have a TV show at some point, right? Is the new crypto task force, and then crypto task force Miami, I'm sure. Yeah, um, or maybe it'll be like another branch of the army. But it, but they could theoretically they could find that Bitcoin that was recover it, yeah, yep. and then prosecute and prosecute. Yep, get it back, and potentially deter. Yeah. 
ransomware attackers from targeting. But I mean, it literally stopped op pipeline operations. Wow. Because because everything's on the grid. They couldn't access their files. Everything's on the grid. Yeah. They were held ransom by their own equipment. Wow. And they paid $4.4 million to get it back and it still wasn't working properly. Damn. Yeah. So. So that stuff needs to stop. And I think it's good <laughs> that the Justice Department sees that. Um, and hope, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll help increase adoption and increase policies. Um, last up, we have the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission. They um, excitingly have now approved an ETF fund for companies with large crypto holdings. Cool. So ETF, uh, without getting too in the weeds, we have, you know, you're familiar with your mutual funds, right? And then the new, the new cool mutual fund is the, the ETF. So it's like your IRA and 401k, you know, the ETF um, is traded like a stock as opposed to a mutual fund where you just get kind of like a pool of resources that's actively managed by someone. ETFs are more passive. So there's less fees involved. You can actually trade them. I, I believe you can buy options on them. So it's, it, but it's still, it's like a collection of, of different products as opposed to just buying one Amazon or just buying, you know, one Tesla. Now, is this something you can get in your 401k? Can you invest in ETFs in your 401k? Yeah. So the, uh, as far as I know that you can, yes. Um, I, like I said, it's like the souped up mutual fund. It's, um, you know, you've got your Roth, which is, uh, you will pay your tax right now with the thought that you will be taking out the money later on. And then you don't have to pay taxes when you take the money out later. Because That's, you're going to be making more, more money at the end of your career. Correct. So you would technically be in a higher tax bracket. That's why the Roth IRA is nice for a young, poor person. It's because you're paying less taxes upfront. The minute you liquidate at 59 and a half or above, then all of that money is yours. And in your Roth IRA, I believe you can have ETFs as part of your portfolio. So nice. Um, but now we're talking about crypto ETFs. So, crypt, so now we're crypto ETFs, yeah. which are potentially so, growing at hundreds of percentage. Right. So now we've got, now year. we've got all our cool coins yeah. in one thing, you know, eventually that's going to be, you know, I've got a little bit of Cardano. I've got a little bit of Zcash, I, you know, that, but managed, cool. managed by experts rather than, you know, passively though. Yeah. As opposed to, and you're not going to pay as much, but you don't have, it's once again, it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. Set it's it like, I don't know what coin to invest in. Well, yeah, let's go to the guys who are doing all the research. Yeah. So you don't have to do your own research. Or Grayscale who owns more Bitcoin than the United States and China combined. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then finally, exciting El Salvador. We talked about they have made Bitcoin a legal tender in their country and kind of a, an update. Um, they have 3 million people in their population. Um, they have a government-sponsored Bitcoin wallet, wallet called Chivo. And That's cool. over 46%, let me repeat that, 46% of its population has an account. What? 46%. Almost half of the entire population of El Salvador has, our, has, has already gotten into crypto. Account. Yep. Do, does that mean they have money in the account? I don't know if that necessarily means they have money in there, but they have a Bitcoin wallet. So, but they're at least, they've been exposed to the idea that they could be their own bank. 
that they could be their own bank and raise themselves up from underdeveloped to more of a developing country. Well, and cause I love, I love I the El Salvador story. Like I love it because it's just, it's like, you know, yeah, they're, pro- they're struggling clearly. So they're like, well, why don't we just give this a go? And I think they're going to be right. And I think they're going to be the trendsetters and other, you know, developing countries are going to be like, man, I wish we would have gotten on board with that. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if, if it hits 10 trillion, I think El Salvador looks pretty darn good. Especially since they're the country mining Bitcoin with volcanic energy. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet. So that's the roundup. I appreciate you tuning in for that. Cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hit these charts, gang. All right. Let's take a look at these big Bitcoin charts. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. I've got some patterns that are all pointing green, which is really great. It's just, we don't want to get too excited uh, because there is always that option to go the reverse way. Right here in blue, we've got a pattern called the cup and handle pattern. That is a bullish pattern. We still have our golden cross here. We have just broken through resistance. We have a small little bull flag up here. So green, 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 green. And uh, the reason why I put bull trap here is a bull trap is basically once you go through resistance, then the, the, the whales, the big guys, they go just kidding. And then they, they sell everything. So you can see actually that kind of happened here, right? As we got that big downward candle. So it's still possible. But there's a lot of, of uh, good signals right now. And this would technically be our fifth wave in our Elliott wave formation. So this is wave three, wave four, and then going up would be wave five. So we, uh, we got to hit past that uh, 64K. And then once that, then it's called price exploration and it gets exciting from there. So let's take a look at our total market cap. This is total market cap of the entire market. And once again, we're hitting this 2.3 trillion. Once we pass that, oh, and once again, we've got another cup and handle here, right? You can see cup and handle. So if we pass that, our handle goes, takes us up to about three. And then our cup takes us up to about 3.5. So 3.5 trillion. So, I mean, it's just, it's exciting, but you know, it's, it's tough because you want it to just go where it should go. But you do want to follow the trends and you do want to make sure you always have some liquid assets because chances that it could go back down. There's, I would say right now we're looking at 80, 20, um, and I am planning accordingly. So let's go on to dollar cost averaging this week. My small cap is XRP, uh, ripple, as everyone knows, I'm, I'm a big fan. So you should know that going in and we've got our, our bull flag here that's been going on since April, still in effect, looks to be breaking off, breaking resistance. Now, once again, see, this is that, that bull trap where you've got, uh, you know, that big downward candle and almost negates the entire thing. So still be on the lookout for that. But I think we've got some real room with XRP, um, kind of in the six to $8 range potentially. So that's, that's exciting. Then synthetics token. Um, that's been kind of beat up recently. So I, I like that one. It's only about 10 bucks. So I think grabbing a couple of those is probably a good idea. And then Litecoin, the old reliable Litecoin. Um, when Litecoin pumps, it pumps. And then when it dumps, it dumps. So, 
Um, I think it has the potential to pump again and the charts are looking pretty good right now. So 180 bucks, that would be the, the more expensive buy-in, but I like Litecoin. Once again, we are not licensed financial advisors. We're just here to help. So do your own research and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.